Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Daddy and Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad to be with you this morning. We go to the phones, the Iris Network's hotline, uh, to talk to our guest today. That is Jeff Francis, VFL, uh, former Tennessee quarterback, 1985 to 88. Jeff has done it. I feel like Jeff has done it all. Jeff, good morning. I feel like you've done it all, man. I mean... (laughs) Quarterback in Tennessee, that, NFL. Glad to be breathing today. Yeah, man. Heck yeah, man. Hey, listen, quarterback in Tennessee, playing in the NFL as a quarterback. Uh, you call games with all network on the sideline. You have sons who are playing college football right now. Yeah, um, it's you, been. I'm. I'm a, not gonna lie. I'm a blessed man, Jason. I am a blessed man for sure. I mean, just so many different perspectives. You know, you know, you see the game from so many different angles. You know, on the sideline now as a as a parent in yeah. the stands and. You know, used to be right behind center. Uh, this week is about Coach Majors. Coach Majors, yeah. the classic this weekend between Tennessee and Pittsburgh. And you know, I had had Charles Davis on earlier this oh, week. Okay. Um, at CD, I had um, yeah. Coach Cheryl on this week, and man, they all oh, shared wow. great stories about about Coach Majors. What are some of the things that stand out um, about your your experience with Coach Majors? Well, I'm sure you heard from those guys. Coach Majors, in my mind, was just such a unique individual. Um, he had a presence about him that I, it's just hard to explain. Um, you know, my memories, and there's a lot of funny stories and all that, but like, honestly, my memories of him, uh, were just like when you, we'd have a team meeting and we, I can still remember being in the team room. And when, when he walked in, there was not nobody. I mean, everyone stopped talking. Everyone was, I mean, would sit up in their chair. No one was slouching. And he was, he would just walk to that podium. Like he was the, the dang general. Um, and it was just, it was just impressive. And I, he just was one of those guys that, uh, as I got to know him later in life, he's kind of always Walt Harris, who was my quarterback coach and, and he followed him, um, to pit. He kind of said it best. He's like, you know, coach majors is always the head coach. I mean, he was always kind of like in any setting walking through, he's kind of always in charge. I, I joke with people. I said, look, if, if you sat John majors down with Nick Saban right now, I mean, Coach Majors would tell him everything he's doing wrong. I mean, and, and Nick Saban would listen. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of guy he was. Jeff, you being being a quarterback, usually the the quarterback and the head coach have a special tie. You know, I've heard so many co- uh, so many stories about Coach Majors. You know, because he liked working with the DBs. You know, like getting in there mm-hmm. and hitting the drills yeah. and working with the DBs. Any any stories where he, he worked as a quarterback and uh, some of those quarterback drills with you with you and Coach Harris? Well, it's funny, and I'm not. Kind of like Coach Majors had a unique ability to to kind of go where things were broken. I'm not saying we were perfect. When I played, we were pretty good on offense. We kind of struggled a little bit on defense uh, most of the you know time. So he spent, and it's funny, like you talk to guys that I played in my era, especially Charles. Like Coach Majors started out as defensive back coach, mm-hmm. so he would be in their drills all the time. And like Coach Majors, honestly. From my standpoint, who's more of a chief executive, he really barely came to our meetings. Now, he always had, you know, obviously he always had his ear in, in what was going on, but he really didn't um, didn't mess with us that much. Uh, he kind of let Coach Harris do his thing. and um, So I, I really didn't, like, from that standpoint, he was much more involved. And he had a, like, he always had a great ability to kind of know where things were broken. He would go and try to fix them. How would you describe a... Johnny Majors pregame speech, halftime speech, postgame speech. Was he a, a rah-rah guy in, in those situations? 
No, I think he he was one. You know, we obviously they, I can't help but remember him doing the game maxims. And the funniest thing though, was he, he would always end and he'd write attack, attack, attack on there. But the way he would pronounce it would just drive. It was like he would say attack, attack, attack. <laughs> he put a T on it. And it used to, I just I remember that. I'm like, coach, come on, man. It, it, it's attack. It's not attack. <laughs> but. Um, as far as the pregame stuff, he was kind of one of those guys. He always had a pretty good feel for where his team was at. If they needed a rah-rah, he was pretty good about that. I just remember big games, and you know, one of them stands out. I was just a freshman. I wasn't really playing as a backup, but we had Tony Robinson, who was a great player. We played Auburn, who had Bo Jackson. He was really good about in those big games as a, hey, you know, let the players play. And he kind of was good about getting out of the way. Now, in those games that he kind of knew that maybe the team wasn't taking, he would be really involved and kind of in-your-face type person but he, the other thing people don't give him credit for and I think it's a lost art and I see coaches today he was a great game manager I mean he had a great feel for the game he, like I said he wasn't always involved with the X and O's on offense with us but the overall um, game stuff I, I can remember a few years ago when one of our coaches didn't go for two um, and I think it was against Florida a couple, was a couple coaches ago I'm not going to name that but he should have gone for two it's clear he should have gone for two and he didn't. I can remember. I'm like, I'm like, Coach Majors would have never missed that. I can remember. As soon as we scored, I'd have, I'd have looked over the sidelines. He would have had two fingers held up, um, you know, in that three piece suit and all that stuff. He would have had two fingers. We would have gone. He just, he wouldn't have missed that. And I think a lot of coaches these days are don't have that feel for the overall how to manage a game. Jeff Francis here in the Swain event. Uh, played quarterback, Tennessee, 1985, 1988, VFL. I mean, he's done. Like I said, he's done it all, man. He was a silent reporter there for the Vol Network. Now uh, works in the the, the banking um, industry uh, for uh, Pinnacle. There does a great job. Um, football coach, little league football coach. Are you still? Yeah. Are you still coaching coaching little league with uh, a chief and George over there? Well, we 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 got fired. No, we didn't get fired last year. Uh, unfortunately, my mom is not doing great right now, um, mm-hmm. health wise. And uh, so I've kind of had to take a year off and, um, and kind of help take care of her. But it's funny you say that. And I, I look back, you know, that's some of the funnest times I've ever had. Now, football's been great to me and got a chance to play, you know, Tennessee and, and briefly in the NFL. But I want to say some of the most fun I've ever had and some of the best friendships I've ever had great is, is through coaching uh, youth football. And it's been a blast. So, especially with one of your sponsors, you know, Dead End Barbecue, George, we've had a We've had a great time doing it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I I, I went out to one of those practices, man. Those are it was fun. It was fun. It was fun to see we, you guys in action. We 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 probably won more. We we blown a few games. You know, it's, it's always funny when you when you talk about coaching and people missing. Like, look, it happens fast out there. And you, in, until you coach football and have to call plays, um, it gives you a different perspective on, on trying to criticize people because. Uh, I can remember a couple times when you know I had a eight, little little eight nine year old team. We only had like eight plays, and heck, I couldn't think of what the heck to call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just blame it, George. It happens fast. You blame George. We'll blame George. Yeah. Well, uh, no, trust me, George blames me all the time because <laughs> he does <laughs> always he was on me the about defense. running the ball. Yeah, he was doing Gotta the run defense. the ball. Gotta run the ball. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's how defense coordinators feel about OCs, yeah. man. They want you just running the football so they can rest yeah. on defense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's all about their stats. That's right. That's right. How was it when uh, Coach Majors came up to Illinois to to recruit you, man? I, you know, I heard the story of Charles Davis, and uh, Charles shared that with us when when um, you know, Coach Majors came to his living room and recruited him. Uh, how was that for you? Well, it's funny because my you know Coach 
Coach Majors was kind of well-known in my family. My dad, mom and dad grew up in Iowa, and they went to Iowa State. And Coach Majors, before he was at Pitt, he was at, actually he brought the Iowa State program back. So they knew about him. And there was some connection there my, from my dad's hometown. So, uh, But I do remember Coach Harris will tell you that, you know, he was talking about He said, well, you know, he said, if it doesn't work out a quarterback, you know, we'll move you to tight end. And, and Coach Harris was like, oh, don't tell him that. But, like, my dad was like, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. So, um, but that was kind of like Coach Harrison said. That was a faux pas. Don't, you don't ever say that to a quarterback because, trust me, I couldn't play tight end. A, a similar question, uh, when you got to campus, just what was it like to be around Coach Majors kind of a, away from football? What, what was his personality away from the football field? Well, like I, I mentioned, he, he's kind of always well, – let me just – about five, four or five years ago, um, Coach Harris and I got together. We, we had to try to do a little quarterback reunion from some guys that played around when he was coaching here. He came into town. We got a bunch of guys, Tony Robinson, Sterling, Henton, Mose, a bunch of quarterbacks at that time. And I kind of I kind of got – I had to organize it. But um, I kind of want to end it with a dinner with Coach Majors, okay? So we went downtown, um, you know, Market Square, went to dinner. And it's, it's funny. We were all amazed. I mean, he, he was like a rock star. I mean, like – we're like these like good looking women like wanting to get their picture with him and like just him smiling. It, just, it was just really like we were like, oh my gosh, this guy is just he's just something else. Um, and he he's amazing. He was always even like in his, when he was in his eighties. He would remember players' names, but he would tell you about plays that that you forgot that happened to you. Because I remember that time when you did this. I'm like, oh my gosh, you do it. So he had an amazing memory in regards to football and his players. Now sometimes he didn't always know the guy's name. But he knew where he recruited them from, so he'd call out a guy, you know, Sweetwater or, or Marion County or what that kind of thing. But forget their name. But he remembers going in their home and, and, and recruiting them. Uh, Jeff, I want to I want to you know get your take on Tennessee today. Uh, new head coach, new offense, new system. Um, you know, we have one game under our belt yeah. uh, versus Bowling Green, and you know, new quarterback for uh, Joe Milton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your what was your what was your take on Joe Joe? And uh, what type of advice would you give him just from the first game going to the second game or just as a Tennessee quarterback, from one Tennessee quarterback to another, what advice would you give, Joe? Well, I think it's, you know, don't get ahead of yourself. I was kind of – I thought he did some really good things. Now, he, obviously, there's a couple throws he'd like to have back, the deep ball. And stuff, but I was impressed. You know, he's so big and athletic looking and can run. A lot of times when you get a guy like that, you know, the first instance is not there, they, they take off. He looked like he's like, hey, I'm a passer first. All right, and then I, I can I've got the legs to do that. So I was kind of impressed with his patience in the pocket. Um, so I think that's a good thing. Um, but just you know, just try to be yourself. And, and I think sometimes we all get caught up, um, and especially these days. And I'm glad I didn't play in the social media era. But got caught up with the media and social media saying I would just tell a Tennessee quarterback, look, you got to do one thing. You got to please your head coach and your offensive coordinator. Those are the only two people you need to worry about pleasing. If you do those two things, every, all that other stuff will fall in line. Just listen to those guys and, and just, just do what they say. Try to please them and, and let the chips fall where they may. And go have fun while you play. And that's a big thing. Go have fun. I do think this week is going to be a tough week. I mean, I just talked with Walt Harris. Um, he lives in Pittsburgh. Um, he went to practice. He said they've got about like eight or nine, like what they, we call super seniors, guys that from COVID year are back for like six year. Um, they got 93 scholarship guys. And I just think it's really hard for a coach in his first year to play somebody, a staff that's been there, you know, four years, and just the the, the the maturity level of a program where Pitt is at, where Tennessee's at, it's just going to be hard. It's going to be a hard task for them this week. Jeff, have have you been able to interact with Coach Hypolini and just 
if you have, uh, what have been your impressions of him? Uh, not a ton, but a little bit. Um, my first impression, he's got, I, I would call, kind of a quiet confidence to himself. I mean, there's, he doesn't seem like he's talking about, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But you can tell, um, I think mean, he kind of he believes in himself. You can tell he believes, especially you can tell he believes in, in how he calls plays and offensive systems. I, I was kind of just pleased that he's, I don't think he's promising the world. He's not saying we're going to go recruit all these guys. But I think there's some confidence there that, that um, is kind of refreshing. It's, I would call it a quiet confidence that, that I think kind of exudes him. And I think, you know, that's got to exude the rest of his staff and his team. Jeff Francis here on the Swain event. Jeff, uh, is, is your son playing this week? He is there. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm going to Blacksburg. They're playing at Virginia Tech this week. So I'm, I've never been to a game there, so I'm kind of looking forward to that trip. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we heard a lot about the about the, 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 the crowd noise and the interest yeah. there from Virginia Tech. So I know Ben earlier was talking, earlier this week was talking about how he wanted to go one day. And yeah. You'll get a chance to see it. Yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah it's it's pretty pretty neat place. Got some connection by my son that played at BMI. His position coach is the defensive coordinator at Tech. So it would be good to kind of catch up with him. So um, it, it should be a fun trip. Well, enjoy it, my friend. And, man, I apologize for taking us so long to get you on, man. We got to uh, do it a lot man. more. And uh, I just really sure. appreciate appreciate your time and uh, no problem. Yeah, thank we you. need to get together and maybe uh you know get George to buy us uh, lunch down there at that end, but if he can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta get him to do it, man. We gotta get him to do it. So uh, Jeff, man, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And uh good luck this weekend there at Virginia Tech. Hope you guys come out with the win and uh, yeah. safe travels, my friend. All right, thanks, Jason. See, See you. Jeff Francis, V F L. Tennessee quarterback, 85 to 89, started there in 87 and 88. Um, you heard him. He said, listen, man, we, we got it done on offense. We didn't see much of the head coach. We got it done. How about that? It's a good thing. I like his advice to Joe Milton. Just, um, just be yourself, man. Just just pay attention to the folks that that um, matter the most, and that's your teammates, that's your coaches, that's your family, and just 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 – Stay locked in. Don't get distracted by outside noise. Uh, that is some really good advice. Really good advice. Jeff was fortunate he didn't have to play in the social media area, but era. But these guys, they they get those distractions. So good advice from uh, Jeff to uh, Joe. Jeff to Joe. Tennessee Q to Tennessee Q. Hour number three is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Be right back. Brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Guys, your health right now is more important than ever. I recommend Low T Center. That's where I get my levels checked. It all starts with the annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment. Most insurance is accepted. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment and make your health a priority. Low T Center, 
Reinventing Men's Healthcare. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dan and Barbecue Hour 3 is powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Big thanks to uh, Jeff Francis for joining the program. Yeah, his son Drew Francis uh, plays linebacker at MTSU. They are going on the road to play against Virginia Tech. Drew Francis uh, went to West High School right here in Knoxville. So uh, he is a COVID freshman, played last year as a freshman and gets that year back. So um, pretty cool, man. He got a chance to go and see his boy play there at Virginia Tech. All right, let's get to the phones, the um, Iris Networks hotline, and let's bring in Volstorm. Volstorm, good morning. MTSU state champs. That's right. They are state champs. <laughs> uh, you know, Pittsburgh fans stink. 
They all stink. Ben, Daytona, they all stink. I'm a Steelers fan, not a Pittsburgh fan. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Dayton grew up as a Pittsburgh fan, so I mean, technically, you can you can count him in there. I thought he grew up as a Georgia fan. He grew up a Pitt fan, and then he became a Georgia fan, and then a Tennessee fan. So, whichever bandwagon Daytona jumps on, you need to jump off immediately. <laughs> Just saying. Guys, you know, with this being uh, Johnny Major's week, I uh, I got a little story to share. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the 2013 Tennessee-South Carolina game where they were honoring Johnny Majors and, uh, and Butch had beat Spurrier's team. It was cool because after the game, I'm walking out in the parking lot, going to going to my car, and I see like a, you know, a few people gathered around, and lo and behold, there was Johnny Majors just hanging out, and he was just as nice and as friendly as could be. Uh, walked up to him and I said, "Hey, coach, do you you know, do you mind if I get a picture with you?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, no problem." I mean, he was just he was. Everything that I thought he was when I was a kid growing up watching Tennessee football. It was just, it was absolutely the coolest experience that I've had as a Tennessee fan. So when you say everything that you thought he was when you were growing up as a a kid, does that mean when you were a kid watching him actually play football? Why do I continue to have to put up with you? <laughs> because Swain chose to, to to allow me to grace his show. So blame Swain. Uh, Swain cut his mic off. Uh, he he controls the mic, so I can't I can't cut his mic off, man. He, he got he, he got that power. He doesn't have you, Robert you, Beach you may, Hey, you made him stop using the hotkeys. Well, yeah, I got the the hotkeys are closer to me than they are to him, but he controls the the volume on the hotkeys. He controls. Whether or not I can play him, and he controls the mic, I will I say that. Everything. I guess you got to preface ben, your statement ben, by saying ben that can't even control his lawn, much less anything else. <laughs> I guess I guess you should have prefaced your statement by saying that you know you you know watch Johnny Majors as a coach rather than a player yeah. because you know he as played a coach. Yeah, he played in fifty three <laughs> to fifty six. That would uh, that would have dated you right there. It's not my fault. You old as dirt. Ben, let him I have think, a, a special moment talking about Coach Majors. No, no, because he's got to be a little punk. He's just, <laughs> he's just upset. Have your special moment, Voss. Doing. Go ahead and, and, and cry I'm your trying, tears again. Go ahead and cry again on the show for the second time in two weeks, like you did when you were fanboying over over Swain last week. Man, he was giving me, he was giving me some props. Man, I appreciate that. You gotta have people in your corner, man. I appreciate Vols. Yeah, story. yeah. Ben doesn't understand the word respect. Go ahead and give us your little alligator tears again. <laughs> oh gosh, Swain, Swain, really, what it is is uh, Ben so upset over Ramon Foster's comments <laughs> last night about a uh, a really good wide receiver. See you, bud. <laughs> Blanket, Antonio Brown. He was balling. Scumbag, looking like looking like Steelers Antonio Brown right there, looking real good. All right, let me get to the text box. Um, Mari Vol- County Vol says, "Why is Vol Storm always yelling?" Um, 
I turned him down this time. W uh, Kyle W says to channel Nila Mafia and Tebow Blank Virginia Tech is what he has to say. Vala Exile says carry the fight to pit and keep it there for sixty minutes. Go Big Orange. Snoop Vall says Ben, thank you for asking Coach Hypo about Milton being flat footed last week. He says I saw his smirk. What was up with that? Didn't like my question, which I don't blame him. But uh, asked him about what he he saw from Joe when he was in the pocket and, and when he seemed to be flat-footed at times and just how he addressed that with Joe throughout the week because I was, I was curious about that. I mean, you see quarterbacks that are flat-footed, but it, it seemed a little drastic there with Joe at, at times, especially when he's doing his Babe Ruth impression pointing down the field and I mean I, I get why Heupel didn't necessarily like the question or give a, a lengthy answer but did say that uh just got off balance sometimes and been working all week to correct it yeah I think um like for me I like I want to know how he coaches up the quarterbacks from what he saw in game number one and I can see how Kaibel in that situation will take it and be like, man, come on, you know, the game was a week ago. How much criticism can, you know, can you know, Joe take? Or, you know, I'm trying to protect my, my quarterback or I'm trying to, you know, change the subject or not really spend much time talking about what Joe didn't do well last year or, excuse me, last game. But I, I think the question came off is just, man, just trying to learn about Hypo as a coach, how does he go and correct those things? Uh, you know, we've been so deprived of, of quarter, good quarterback play, and we get a guy like Hypo that's had success coaching the quarterback position and success um, molding quarterbacks. Like, I, I, it was a question for me that uh, I wanted to hear him talk about. All right, like how does he like how does he coach his quarterbacks? So like, what what does he tell his quarterbacks to do? Um, that's that's what I was really interested in. But listen, man. Being a coach of Tennessee, it's, it's it's different. It's that pressure, and we've seen it with other coaches. It gets to them, and um, you know they ask questions. They you know, sometimes they're frustrated. It's hard to hide their body language and how they really feel. And um, I've said it for weeks now. You know, let's, let's see what let's see how Hypo handles things when the pressure's on and you're playing a big game, or if you got to talk to the media after a loss uh, to a big opponent. Like it's it's different, and so. Uh, Hypo does have that that cool confidence. Um, he is genuine, laid back, um, does a great job with his players, and I hope that continues. And I hope he doesn't change because the pressure just here is just a different animal. It's just a different animal. So um, I have I have noticed, you know, Hypo, you know, he getting he getting some he's not getting them softball questions. Uh, like he did before before the season. Um, John K. South Carolina says, Ainge said that RPO stuff is really easy to teach. Just hand off the ball every time until you see the linebacker crash. Uh, and that's when you throw it. Hopefully that will be corrected on Saturday. Yep, hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, let's get to the phones and let's get Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning. 
Good morning, guys. Uh, first of all, I'd like to uh, remember 9-11. We're going to have a, at the church, anybody around, going to come about 8 o'clock for about 30 minutes. We want to have special prayer for members of 9-11. So somewhere along the line, remember that, say a prayer for that. Uh, the other thing is that uh, I was going to ask you guys about what have you seen on film of this Pittsburgh uh, team that we could explore, that we could we could uh, maybe take advantage of? Uh, what uh, what, are you, what have you seen offensively that we can maybe, uh, it, it'd be the advantage? Do we have an advantage at all? Other than quick, you know, quick, fast, and hurry, but anything running-wise, from a personnel standpoint? Yes, sir. From a personnel standpoint? Yeah, or or uh, a scheme. Maybe something you've seen uh, that, uh, I know Swain does a lot of film study, but a scheme of something that would give us give us maybe an advantage uh, that we could be our, our favor. Offensive, defensive, special teams. Uh, anything along that lines, and uh, uh, I think that's about it. I'm gonna get off here unless somebody else on, but I, I do, I do before I go. I want to, you guys remember, remember me, my family in prayer. Uh, got a very, I won't name names, but uh, a very someone means a lot to me that we found uh, something early. The doctor was really positive about it, and we we're supposed to be able to go in and. And, and and have the surgery, and uh, they postponed it because of COVID. And uh, uh, that is a part of this COVID people's not seeing of the ones that has health issues that uh, needs uh, to be addressed pretty soon, and uh, they get postponed, and after a while, it's not as early as it should be. So just remember some prayer, and I'll it. leave it at that. You got it, Turkey Man. You got it. Um, William, what question do you have, my friend, on the text box? Let us know what question you have. We'll answer uh, your question the best way we can. Um, See here. To answer Turkey Man's question real quick. Turkey man, I think Tennessee's defensive line has an advantage over Pittsburgh's offensive line. I think that's a matchup Tennessee can win. That's the only advantage I see um, from watching Pitt's game first and then watching our game because both teams played against teams that just wasn't that good. So that's the only advantage I feel comfortable comfortable saying. I don't feel comfortable looking at any matchup versus Pittsburgh's defense where we're on offense and say, okay, we got the advantage. Uh, today I'm just like I'm pretty. I'm pretty. There's just so many I'm, question marks yeah, both pretty, ways. Yeah, I'm pretty neutral. Um, now, so far I would say that Pitt's DBs have the advantage of our wide receivers until we prove otherwise. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, Ben. That's you know that's that's really the only advantage I see is Tennessee's defensive line front seven uh, against Pittsburgh's running game, and that's important. You know, stopping the run, forcing um, Pitt to be one dimensional. That's going to be very, very key. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> VFL Breezy, do y'all ever notice how uh, Hype doesn't let reporters finish uh, 
Finish completely before he answers. Um, yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed it. William says, uh, Joe, Joe Milton is looking like he did at Michigan. I don't know if the receivers can't handle his passes or his accuracy is off. He's missing simple reads. I hope it improves soon. Florida is around the corner. Uh, forget Florida. We play Pittsburgh tomorrow. <laughs> and if that doesn't fix – if that's not fixed by tomorrow, you're going to take an L to Pittsburgh. Who cares about Florida right now? Um the receivers got to play better. Joe has to play better. Receivers have to play better. Um, you know, the passing game from game one is just not on Joe. Uh, it was not where it needed to be because of everyone, just not Joe. But Joe does for sure needs to improve. Uh, Seth Tatum says, with Tyon out tomorrow, you think we will be as effective running the football as we did last week against Bowling Green, GBO? No. I, it's hard for me to believe that we will be as effective. You had two running backs go for 100 um, and, and 16 yards, it's really, really hard for me to think that t- two guys will do that uh, tomorrow. I could be wrong, but I'm not expecting that tomorrow. Um, Moose says, do y'all think Evans will play? No, I do not. I do not. Uh, Brandon B., do y'all think our receivers can win the one-on-one matchup versus Pitt? Uh, press coverage. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They have not shown that they can that they can win one-on-one matchups so far, but we'll see tomorrow. We will see tomorrow. Will the coaches have to, you know, run some bunch, bunch formations and have guys in motion uh, to help with the guys getting off press coverage? Press coach can throw off, throw off the timing um, with the receivers on the outside. So uh, I hope our receivers are working on their releases and they understand that this is going to be a physical game and don't be over there, you know, looking for the referee to be throwing a flag. You better be expecting contact and expecting to catch the ball through the contact. That's the mentality you got to have. If they throw the flag, great, but don't be expecting it. Expect a 12-round heavyweight fight on the island. That's what you should expect every single every single play. They call it, great. They don't, whatever. We're still catching it. Uh, who's on the phone? Kenny. Kenny. Good morning, Kenny. Man, what's up, brother? What's, How you doing, man? What's up? Sound like you on the road on the way to Knoxville. Nah, man, I'm still at work, man. But uh, we leaving out by 12, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys, man, and, you know, uh, beating you finally. So I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, man, give me, a, give me a shout when you touch down, man. All uh, right. Hey, so do you answer your text, uh, you know, I mean, as far as the Twitter? Uh, yeah. Are you on that pretty... Yeah, okay, shoot, okay, shoot me a DM, so. man. Shoot me a DM, man. I'm better sometimes DM than I am with a, with a text message on my phone from somebody. So, you know, it just, it just depends on what's going on. So, just yeah, just hit me up. DM me on Twitter. My DMs are open, I hear you, man. Bro. That's all good. That's all good, man. Yeah, man. So, that, that birthday is tomorrow for my boy, Tyon. Yeah. And I hope that uh, he gets to see a good game, man. I, you know, Jason, I've talked to you about this before, brother. I mean... You know, I love my team. I love my team, man. But just to be real, I don't really have any expectations, man. I mean, I guess I look at it different from most folks, man. The turnover was was, was huge, man. I mean, how many, you know, players we lost? We got some unknowns, man. I mean, I, I think this is just an opportunity for me to see if he could, you know, do some in-game coaching. I, I, I know people were talking about how that's been kind of non-existent lately, so... 
I, I, I just want to see them coach the boys up and let them play good, man. Let the chips fall where they may, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of folks that have, you know, kind of taken an approach that you have taken, Kenny. You know, they've kind of disconnected a little bit, and they pay attention now that Tennessee's playing. But, you know, it's just not the same as they uh, – as it been – as it was for them, you know, just being connected to everything, listening to everything, reading everything. It's a little, little, little bit different form, but, you know, that's to be expected, you know, considering the lack of success. And, you know, hopefully this is a big game to kind of bring some of those guys back. And, you know, uh, glad that you're coming this weekend. And, you know, maybe this game, a win, you know, brings you back, uh, so to speak, a little bit more. So it's it's, it's normal. It's natural, Kenny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I said, the love is going to always be there. Mm-hmm. In that case, I won't be going to the game, but. You know, like I say, I don't really know the players that well. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I just, I, I want to see a good football game, man. I, I just want to, you know, I, I just kind of miss them days. Like, I never forget. I, I don't know y'all remember this game, Jason. Of course, she was a little younger, man. But, you know, when Tennessee was down 31 to 14 to Notre Dame at half, mm-hmm. and, and, and they was playing it, and they was playing in Notre Dame, and, and, and just to see the fight in the team, right? I mean, you know, that that's what I want to see. Like, I never quit attitude because you know they I, I never forget uh I think they scored the one touchdown because um what was it, what was it? it oh yeah it, it was a field goal and it hit one of the guys but and we scored the touchdown right had the momentum and we just carried it in so I want to see how they go against adversity man I want to see how they just fight for this team I mean I just want to I, I want to get that back that, that's what I want to get back you know that's what I enjoy watching it, even when we I never get the time we lost another game uh, when uh, Andy Kelly threw an interception. I think it was the last play of the game. You know, it was still an enjoyable game because those boys put their heart in it. So that's what I want to see, man. For sure, Kenny. I think I think uh, the word that you used to hear a lot of, and, and that's fight. You know, carry the fight, continue to fight, 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 fight. Well, that word now is called strain. Now you hear that word a lot. That's the new. That's the new word. So, like, yeah, Johnny Majors had that confidence. Johnny Majors dressed up for the football games as a coach. We call that swag now. Something that Charles Davis said um, during the broadcast this week. Well, Hypo has said it so many times. Strain, strain, strain. It's the same thing as is fighting, and we want to see this team. Fight and strain, and have that never give up attitude. Have that pride, wearing that power tee. It just hits a little bit different this week. Hits a little bit different. Every week it should be important, but it's just different this week because again we're honoring someone that uh, Tennessee was everything to him, everything to him. So you better make sure you honor honor him. For sure, 865-255-03. Got some good stuff here on the text box uh, that we will get to. Jennifer Morris, uh, Vol in Birmingham, Vol Stein, big, big shot, Rob. We got you. Brown Vol, we got you. We got you. Come back after this break. We'll go right to the text box. Stay with us. Or three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Good morning, Swain Event crew. As the weather heats up, so does our market, and from Johnson City to Knoxville, eager buyers are grabbing up many available properties. The chili is hot in East Tennessee, so if you are ready to buy or sell or want to talk more about our local real estate market, I'm just a phone call away. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Home service problems occur even at the most inconvenient times, like during a health crisis. And Hiller is always here to help you 24-7. As people are social distancing and staying at home on workdays, it's an easier time to take care of home maintenance items that you feel are necessary. And we've put new safety precautions in place, like wearing gloves, avoiding physical contact, new sanitation protocols, and limiting time in your home. We're here for you. Our three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, uh, as promised, going to the text box. Bobby in Georgia says the most uh, memorable team that had fight I've seen was 05 LH, uh, Tennessee at LSU. First, first half had me beat down, but that second half, though, Rick Clawson really underappreciated. Killed A&M that year in the Cotton Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. No, you're right. Um Spot on, Bobby, in Georgia. Uh, speaking of the Clausens, uh, Ephesians Prylock, Playlock, uh, the corner there at uh, the Clausens High School in uh, in California, not going to be making it in this weekend uh, just because noon kick, late night game on the West Coast, had to, to turn around and get on an early, early flight uh, to make it out here for, for a noon game. So looks like they're going to push that back. Doesn't, doesn't look like Tennessee's going to have any official visitors this weekend, but uh, going to have several, several, several unofficial visitors, several in-state players in, in next year's class, the, the 
2024 class as, as well. So uh, important recruiting weekend for Tennessee, even though they, they don't have any uh, official visitors this weekend. Yeah, that stinks. Yeah, but the, I get it though. The, yeah, for sure. The and like the 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 two big ones were Ephesians, and you understand why he's he's pushing his back. I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine being three hours behind the school that I'm going to visit, playing a game late that night. Although it's normal time for him, obviously, but late on Eastern time zone body clock, and then turning around and trying to catch a noon game. And then and enjoy the visit all at the same time. That that would be tough. So you understand that. And then Joshua Josephs, the linebacker from Georgia, was the other one that was going to to come up and and take an official visit. Uh, he is is pushing his official visit back to next month. It looks like because he has pushed his uh, commitment date okay. back as as well. He was set to commit on October first. And it uh, looks like he's he's pushing that back to give himself some more time. So he's going to push his Tennessee OV back as well. All right. All right. Thanks for the recruiting uh, recruiting update there. Vol 88 says, swaying from my offensive philosophy, correct me if I'm wrong, to simplify things sometimes. Um, Running all verticals, something coaches will do. I kept thinking last week they should have ran uh, verts a few more times. Um, I mean, you're playing Bowling Green. You're playing Bowling Green, so it's a lot. It's hard to kind of read into the the, the play selection against against Bowling Green. I, I know from experience that when you play a team like Bowling Green, the first game of the season, there's things you're going to hold back. You don't want to put it on film. You want to you know, surprise a Florida or surprise a Pittsburgh. So. Uh, I'm not really putting too much stock into some of the play calls. You should be able to handle business and have more success in the, in the passing game. You had the success in the running game, but should have had more success in the passing game, which is simple, um, the, the vanilla plays. Vol P58 says um, he wants to give a compliment to the show. I've been watching Swain event for four or five years, I think, every – um, ever since listening, I've learned so much about the history and passion of Tennessee through the show, other callers and everyone involved. I really appreciate this because it feels like a family. My experience as a Tennessee fan has become much rich, richer listening to the show. I'm 30, so fairly young. Um, but in all, big thanks to you for your show. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate that. Vol P58. Jeff Moore says, growing up in West Virginia, we were taught to hate Pitt. They always thought they were better than us, and I hope we beat the hell out of those stuck-up bums. Goodness gracious, Jennifer Morris. Tell us how you really feel. Jennifer woke up and chose violence I today. love it. I love it. Man, it is about that time. It is about that time. It is Friday with 10 minutes to go in the show or five minutes left to go in the show. It's about that time, man. It's about time to turn on my little John. It's about time to turn on my little, my little Scrappy. My, my old school hype music make you want to fight, make you want to bust some heads to the white meat. Jeff Morris got me, got me ready to go. Um, Volstein, you mentioned Evans not playing. Did I miss something? Um, well, if you didn't know that um, Evans is out, he he's out. You missed something. He's out. He's out. He's out. 
uh, Joe struggles, do you think coach will change a hooker? I don't know. It depends on what the struggles are. I think it would have to be severe struggles. Yeah, just depends. Yep, yep, I'm with you. I JG, agree. JG, first half Kentucky type of performance. She got triggered. But I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wouldn't take that much. Maybe an inconsistent first half and, and several mental mistakes would prompt a change at halftime. Because th- this is a, a very critical game for Josh Eiple's first season. Can't can't mess around and, and allow Joe to to lose you the game. So I, I wouldn't blame Hype at all if he wanted to make a change at half. If if Joe made several mental errors in the first half, I mean it, that, that's really what what happened in the Kentucky game. It, mm-hmm. Those those were critical mental errors. There's mental errors and there's critical mental errors, and the critical ones get you beat because uh, you're turning the football over. So um, I, I think it has to be something like that. You know. You, you don't want to. You don't want a guy looking over his shoulder and playing, playing scared to make plays. But at the same time, you got to take care of the football and uh, you got to execute the game plan. Uh, William says my prediction for the pit game is pit twenty and the real UT thirty eight. Bless you. Excuse me. Box um, Falls says I just want to say I don't get to the call in much, but I listen when I can. Love you guys. Hope. Both have a great weekend, GBO. That's the plan. Thank you, sir. William has a question for you. Says uh, he wants to know if uh, Tennessee has any dogs on on this team that that reminds you of your days. Uh, this team likes the dogs that we had on our team. If I'm just answering the question directly, yeah. Not breaking news, though. It's not. It, it's why Tennessee is where it is, unfortunately. Cliff says, listen to the show, eating Captain Crunch, and it's tearing up the roof of my mouth. Hopefully the falls don't tear my heart out this weekend. Uh, don't think my body can take this much abuse. I just mean, I, listen, I want Tennessee to play their butts off, be well coached, play with um, passion, play with effort, fight, attack, 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 is what Coach Majors would say. And then we let the, fall, the chips fall where they may. Um, I'm not going to be happy if, about anything except for a win, but I'm not going to have my heart ripped out uh, if they if they come up short, uh, unless like the referees mess up the call late in the game and Tennessee deserves a win, something like that. But um, like this, it's a season. This is not like a one game season. You know, it's it's a full season. So it just depends on kind of the, the ending of the game and. The, the result, but um, I am not going to be happy if we if we lose. Um, but I'm not going to feel like my heart was ripped out either. I would just wait till Tennessee lose in just a cruel way. Yeah, hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, Volstorm wants to answer the question that uh, Mari County Vol asked, which is why is Volstorm always yelling? And Volstorm says, "I will say this again." This is how I talk in bold capital letters. But that's not true. <laughs> it's not. It's just. Volstorm, you don't talk like it's, that. It's hilarious, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> Volstorm is a white Sam Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. It's, it's hilarious. Without all the MFs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Vault Till I Fall is able to listen to the show today 
all the way in Edinburgh, Scotland. Wow. Home of my people. Hmm? That's where my, uh, my roots, the, oh, yeah. the McKee. There you go. You going you to talk about how you from there, too? Like you talk about how you from Mumford? I am from Mumford. I didn't have a home, home, home growing up because I was a military brat. Okay. So Mumford, oh, Tennessee, brat. Mumford, Tennessee, and Paris, Tennessee were always the, the two constant homes that I had well, growing not, up, my grandparents. We know the story, but you ain't from Edinburgh, man. I didn't say that. I just said, like, that's where my, my, uh, my ancestors come my from. My people. Like, that's where my, uh, what was it, my heritage? You ain't on Ancestry.com. You don't know. <laughs> my mom told me. Yeah, right. She ain't on there either. She don't know either. <laughs> but she, she got into it one year. One year, she was all about Ancestry.com. I did the trial and uh, started filling out my tree. Woo! John K. Man, it's like, from Muffin Paris, Huntsville, New York. <laughs> man. I feel like that, uh... The, the, I tried to fill out the tree on Ancestry.com. I feel like head. I was taking an ACT <laughs> test. I ain't know none of them answers. I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and you know, stop this trial. We'll be charging my credit card next, next month. I'm good, man. No, I'm I, just saying Scottish is in, in me. That's all. I'm not from I've never been there. Oh, my God. 865 and you from somewhere. We don't know. Since you, she, since you didn't want to pay the payment to, to go through with it. Africa. How about that? <laughs> but wouldn't you want to know where in Africa? I'm Which cool. tribe? Uh, Wakanda. In Africa. Wakanda That's what I'm telling myself. I don't need Ancestry.com. I'm going to be from Wakanda. Well, can I just say I'm from Wakanda as well? You can if you want to. Okay. I'll be the, the only vanilla milk bud there, but I'm, I'll, I'll, I like it. Black Panther's my cousin. I'm from Wakanda. He's my second cousin removed. I don't need Ancestry.com. Hope you have a great weekend. Tennessee, Pitt tomorrow, 12 o'clock. Monday, we'll be at Betty Chevrolet to talk about it. Hope you are with us uh, as we return from the weekend. Tomorrow, Big Orange Countdown, hour and a half before kickoff. Be myself, Will Overstreet, John Wilkerson, and Brent Hubbs. Hope to hear you there. And I hope to see a lot of you that are coming in town. Hope to see you uh, today and tomorrow. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Hope you have a great weekend, a safe weekend. Peace and love. We are out.